Boom. Are we live? Are we live? Are we good? I think we exist. Yeah, I just because it's yeah, well, because it's because it's the podcast. I don't usually, you know, we don't usually have the countdown on there. But yeah, it's how it works. Um, well, this is this is the this is the thing. Um, welcome to the Immaterial Gamers podcast or the live cast. If you're seeing us now on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash/ImmaterialGamers, I've got to make sure that we're all there for everyone. I'm your host, Magnum Pi. Some guy. Well, yeah, you you also you also don't have a you don't also have a silly Twitter bet story that you know is is you know as to why you're called Magnum Pi. Yeah, hi, the bearded one is not bearded. He's um. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now you see, the last time I had a bit where I had no beard, I used an Instagram uh, a Snapchat filter. To make it look like I had no beard, and then I kind of went, <laughs> and then um, it went off. And now you know what I've not done. Oh my god! I so apologise. Um, Duncan, do you want to introduce yourself again, mate? <laughs> um, I'm 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 god. Jeff Ader. I'm Duncan. Oh, you know Why? what I Why, did? What? You know, what? You know here's 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 how I'm not used to um like doing the live podcasts. I am. Um, I didn't I didn't turn your volume up. Oh. Hi. You, were, you, were, you were muted for the beginning of the podcast. I'm oh, so well, that's, sorry. Unfortunately, the, 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 the extra minute and a half didn't give me any time to come up with a good uh, pop culture reference to call myself by, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I'm still just Jeff Rader. You're still, I'm still, still just Jeff Rader, still the other guy. <laughs> but not, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who has slightly more beard, but that's only because I'm lazy and disgusting. Not yeah. because I'm making like a statement. Ah. See, your facial hair has a, has a story. Mine is the lack of a story. The lack of effort is what created this. Yeah. So for those who for those who don't follow my Twitter account, um, which is which is, you know, even less than those who don't follow the Immaterial Gamers uh, Twitter account, which is at Immaterial Gamer, I'm at not him again, and I made a mistake. Before we get into what's been played, I made a. So you know that we're doing this fantasy league for the LEC, yeah. Hmm. And I, you know, enjoyed you know enjoy enjoy the fact of making you know silly little Twitter bets. You know, last last time we were on the podcast, we talked about the the ongoing XL Twitter bet that that I have. You know, XL make playoff. Ryan goes bald. Mm -hmm. Simple as. I posted on uh, last Thursday um, before I realised how broken Zeri is in pro play. Particularly more in the LCS than in the LEC, I said the following: I am so confident that Zeri will not get picked in any match in the LEC this week that I will um, that if it happens, I will get rid of my slightly scruffy beard and replace it with a shudder moustache. And as you can see, the the, the Mad Lions picked it up. Yeah, so it would seem. Yeah. So this this ambient noise. My microphone stand is on a jaunty angle. <laughs> jaunty. Engage maximum jaunt. Uh, hold on. Can I do that with it? Can I do that with a cap? Wait. 
Well, sort of. um. Well, now your headphones and your head are on a jaunty angle. You're double jaunty. Yeah. And I can't, John I can't. jaunty over here. <laughs> John jaunty. I mean, let's for be some honest, reason your reason. camera doesn't know how to interpret that. It was. It's. It's just getting all fuzzy around your head. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah. So yeah, fifth game of the Friday. About about two hours before we go live with play session. I see that Mad Lions first picked Zeri. So it wasn't even the fact that I was like, I was like, oh, I'm so close, I'm so close. Oh no! It was like after she wasn't banned, it was like, all oh, right, Zeri's not banned. Let's pick her. Because like, you would figure, like, you know, if you're going to a professional tournament where you're up against the best teams in the world, you know, you've got your, you know, your your pick, your selection of champions that yeah. you are that you practice with. You know, like obviously you got to have a few selects just because of like bands and all that but mm-hmm. you know you've got it narrowed down to a list of characters that these are the ones that you are best at these are the ones you know and you would figure a character that just got released would probably not be a, a first pick of anybody mm. you know because it's like you haven't had no matter how powerful they are it's like you don't know how they work you haven't yeah. you don't have that muscle memory of like the exact pixel of the range of all their abilities and the exact calculations of how much mm. of how to do damage you know yeah i mean i guess the one thing that we did have is that um uh what's it called you know pro play in league of legends is one patch behind live so there is that bit that then you know there is a little bit of extra um time that could be generated with a character, but I mean that also then comes to the fact that Zeri has been nerfed in the following patch. So they've got two weeks of Zeri at, at optimal play, and then she's probably going to disappear again. Um, but yeah, so... uh, decline in performance thereafter. How sad. Half a am I what? And I'm not wagering half a bald head. The but that the hair is purely the XL bet. Now, I do have a silly Twitter bet that I'm considering for Renata Glask when she comes out. But I don't want to put it here, and I don't know how easy it is to get to a tattoo parlor. Um, no, that's... Oh, boy. <laughs> Tattoos. No. I mean, the Just Glask Industries this. logo does look pretty cool, but I don't know where... Uh, but that being said... So, uh, yeah, that was the mistakes of my week. So, yeah, that that was actually also, like I say, two hours before we're due to do play session, which, unbeknownst to, to me and Dee at the time, because Duncan and Andrea had kept it a secret, was Garth Cart. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing weirder than, than you know, half ten, eleven o'clock at night, minus five for Duncan and Andrea, um, of, of coming onto a Garfield Cart stream with this on my face you know yeah well i mean it's, you know you're just like a, it's like nascar you know getting a golf golf cart movie. yeah yeah that's fair i mean we did have we did have fun with a couple of of the golf wish... cart community yeah yeah no they got really super involved there it was great um <laughs> our, our bonus is great i wish yeah i wish i had a couple uh yeah bonus is great i think he might replace one of our uh one of our staff members here into to uh, become the next gamer. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish I had a couple of drinks for that night, honestly, but I was um, I was due for D and D, and 
aside from just the general politeness of trying not to be drunk while playing D&D, it's also sort of a method acting thing where mm. my character does not drink. Like that's he is uh, stone cold straight. Really like never, teetotal. He used to work in a bar and it really like set him off seeing all the drunkards just wasting their lives and getting into fights and stuff. So that his whole character thing is he just just water. See, see that's remind me on the sort of the flip side of that because now that you know that's just brought up, you know, because we know about Team Four Star, yeah. I, I've heard of them. I haven't really watched a lot of their stuff lately, but, but I, I'm well, I'm well familiar. But one of the one of the voice actors from their um, uh, Kurtisana or Takahara, one hundred one. Yeah. Yep. There's the boy. Yeah. He's 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 now a big Twitch streamer nowadays. He's on that um he's on that VTubing trend. Yes, I've I've heard that he has become a pretty so, boy VTuber. Yeah, he is. He's he's like a bartender. That's his. Mm. That's his whole gimmick, but the mm. whole point of that gimmick is actually to, you know, to be able to to do that while dealing with the fact that, as he's being honest about, was an alcoholic. So oh. you know, so I guess you know that's that's a sort of an interesting sort of way of doing it, and you know what, well, good on good on him. From 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 this from you know from the from this nobody in the on the internet good on him. I still remember when he took part in a couple of desert buses and uh, it you know nothing better than trying to argue about anime with a speech jammer with one of the uh, loading ready run guys and leading not <laughs> not said by him but I think it was responded to him the classic line anime is for jums. <laughs> for jums. So, so um, yeah, that's that's cool. But right, you know what? I've, you know, what? I actually like the whole idea of doing the warm up in the middle of a po- in the middle at the beginning of a podcast. We used to do it back in the day of the of the recorded podcasts, and I think uh, you know it's it's nice to just get everything limber again before I'm, we go I'm into a... our. Oh, sorry, I've oh my god! No, I've turned into a small dog. Um... <laughs> You've turned into a small dog, and you're now called Ryan. Oh no! Wait, there we go. Duncan is back. I fixed it. I, I was, I was, I was my, you for about five that seconds. that my uh, webcam USB is 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 into is first of all on the front of my computer, which I really should change that. But it's also very sensitive, very loose. Um, so just literally touching it at all will turn it off briefly. Oof. But no, I mean I'm all about the uh, I'm all about the the the, the chatting. Let's, I like yeah. it more than talking about video games. Honestly, I can shoot the shit for hours. Well, I mean, you know, we could always do this as an ex- as a, as an experimental one, and you know, and then come up because I, I I can tell you this, I haven't I haven't played much, other than other than what was streamed, I haven't actually played much this this week. I mean, I can tell you, finished Shin Megami Tensei three, finally. Hey, you did it. <laughs> and uh, speaking right. of mistakes, guess who got the wrong ending that they were planning Oops. to go for? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so this yeah, guy. yeah. So in in Nocturne or. Oh, Lucifer's call, as 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 us over the pond had called it. Um, there are five. There are five endings to the game based on flags that you trigger throughout the conversation points with the main characters of the game. Two, which you you know are supposed to be your high school friends. One is your teacher, and then the other is just a prick. Is hmm. he's, he's the guy who sort of sets it all off? Which is still not great because of the fact that I. <sighs> Before going into this and realizing that these endings were going to happen, I named the two high school friends Portal and Masamune. 
for Andrea and Stefan and the oh. teacher I forgot to name. Oh um, boy. So, so it's it's bad when you get to the end game and you have to do three boss fights and you have to kill your friends. Oh, wow. I can't um, believe you would kill my sister like that, you fuck. I did, Ma Martin, I did not enjoy every bit of it. I had to have a 35-minute boss fight against Steph. Thank you very much. 35 fucking minutes because, you know, you know, because Persona... Because, you know, Persona's part of the SMT family, so, you know, weaknesses and strengths are the big thing, and my big beefy demon or demi-fiend player character was great with a physical damage, which is great against the boss fight against Steph, except after the first couple of rounds, he changes elements, which means he deals a different elemental attack each round, and takes damage from only a specific elemental attack each round. Oh, and like a smear, smear, sphere more from uh, Final Fantasy five, uh, ten. I'm, yeah, I'm, I can't do numbers. Kind of, yeah, a bit like that. And then what's completely off the table is fucking physical damage. Mm, so very uh, good. So so I'm useless, and each one of my other demons had one element each that they were doing. So it just it wasn't a difficult fight. It wasn't taking tons of damage. But it was just long. So I didn't realise, because I went into the thing as well, because usually when I'm doing these streams, I take an hour, you know, do an hour, and then a break for a couple of minutes, and then so on. And I got there about 55 minutes in, so it's like, ah, oh, it's not break time, I'll just do this boss fight, it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, I come out of it one hour, 40 minutes into the stream, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, so, I've been having, I had that problem when I would, I, I went back and, um, I'm doing a, a a hard mode playthrough on or in the Wild of Wisps, mm. um, and I thought, yeah, you know what, normal was a it was a, it was a good game. I want to play it on hard, and you know, it's it's you know, enemies do a lot more damage, and it's 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 challenging for sure. Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, you know, I'll get through this. I just got to get used to. I got to get better at dodging, better at evading. You know, once I get the hang of the mechanics, I'll be good. Um, I fought this. Spider, and I don't know if you're like, if you've like played. Oh, I've played. I've played through Will of the Wisps. Wait, yeah. No, no. Sorry, I've not fully played. Blind Will Forest of the was the, Blind Forest is the is the first one, and then I got Will of the Wisps is the second one, which I, I haven't played the first one. I haven't. I tried to play it as like a as like a play session, but um, I mucked up my recording and my save file, and that didn't go well. I could probably restart that if I really wanted to, because mm. I have a better computer now. I could I'd be able to run it without as many errors this time. But that down down the line down the line yeah. future, um future. But yeah, the spider boss. Oh my god! Just getting into the habit of like relearning how to play the game and how to and how challenging bosses are. Oh my god! That I think I was on that fight for like forty five minutes. No. Oh. Not only was the thing just a massive bullet sponge for damage, but it was just like. I just died like probably a dozen times. It's just over and over and over again. Oh god. Yeah, no. It was I, it was a nightmare. I don't know, and that's just sort of like weird and especially especially with something like Ori as well, where you know they take the achievements, man. Achievements. Oh, thank God I'm well, not like some... a, an achievement hunter. What's what's the one for like I think there's one for the blind forest that's basically die no more than five times. Total. I think there's one in in um 
will the wish that is don't die like just just go through it without dying yeah. i think there is i think there is an achievement like that Sorry. they got some brutal ones yeah I, I i love those games i and you you definitely love the will of the wisp no 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 none of that business that's just it's, it's, yeah let's uh look at some of these uh they'll be under the they'll be under the locked section complete the game without dying complete the game in under four hours Beat the game without any spending any spirit light. Beat the game without equipping a shard. Not picking up a shard. Not equipping a shard. Wow. Don't ever touch corrupted water. Jesus, um, man. And then the one, the only one that I'm going for at all is complete hard mode. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, they got some savage achievements on the on the bottom half there. Yeah. Oh god, speaking of achievements, so, yeah, because I was getting some at the end of SV SMT. I'll just sort of wrap back to that for a second as well, because like I said, I got the wrong ending, and there's a, there's a reason for that. It was a small mistake that happened twenty hours before I realised I've made the mistake in terms of gameplay. So it's oh. not exactly something you could just, you know, save scum for. I mean, I could have, but I didn't realise I was doing the wrong thing. So there are five endings in the game. There is one ending for each character who can make a reason so your two high school friends and the villain in quotes of the piece so if you if you agree with what they're doing you can do a version of the game where you don't fight their boss you fight the other two bosses and the boss at the end of the game which is the moon there's, there's mm. no other hey, way I just of saying the moon. it no big deal Kaz uh, kagatsuchi is the name of the 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 moon and you know it's where the moon phases come from um so you can do so you can do that then there is actually i guess there's six endings because there's one for each of them there's the there's the demon ending which is if you don't align with any of their uh reasons and you just kill them all and and this is where i made the mistake when you speak to the like the the character that can provide you the freedom ending which is this whole game has not been worth it. You just recreate the world back as it was. Uh, um, is if you answer to that character with cowardice, then you get the demon ending, which is what I got on stream. That wasn't what I meant to do. I was trying to go for the freedom ending, which you were supposed to answer with bravery. I didn't know that. I wish I could rewind those 20 hours so I could just get the ending that I actually wanted to get. But, oh well. And then there's a, there's an ending called the True Demon ending. So when oh when boy. we got when we got the copy of Lucifer's Call back on the PlayStation Two way back when in the early two thousands, um, that was our copy of the game. So it was released three times in Japan under three different versions. There was the base oh game. There was a version that contained a character from Devil Summoner. Which was one of the like the portable games, and then there was Lucifer's Call, which it was a big, um, it was a big collaboration with Capcom, which meant that Dante from Devil May Cry was in that copy of the game. <laughs> okay. Um, but then that added an extra dungeon called the Labyrinth of Amala, which had a whole load of prerequisites that you needed to do, like going down each. There were five floors that you could then only like access each section by killing a bunch of 
optional, in finger quotes, bosses in the main overworld that were supposed to be tougher than stuff that you would normally face uh, out there. And then if you did that and you got down to the bottom of the Labyrinth of Marla and beat the, the last boss in there, one, you'd be able to get, well, partway through, you'd be able to get Dante as a summonable demon. Um, but two, you would trigger the true demon ending, which meant you had to fight five bosses in a row. So there was the the three reason based bosses, the moon, and then Lucifer. And then if you beat if you beat Lucifer, you have won the game, but you've got the worst possible ending. So you know, you want you want to you want to constantly get kicked in the nuts all the time. Oh, yeah, there you go, play this ending, which I do like the the fact because I do there was something that was explained to Martin about as just a, as a bit of fun while you're playing. Nocturne, there is, in the top left corner, there is a moon phase. And it goes from new moon to one out of eight to two out of eight, so on and so forth, until it says full. And the new moons and full moons provide different sort of interactions with demons on the field. And there are some, like, chests that you can pick up where the whatever you get out of the chest is based on the moon phase. Mm, yes, and as Martin said, um, the Cathedral of Shadows has a special fusion type for when you're on a full moon. Um, the Cathedral of Shadows is just basically the Velvet Room. If you know, just just to give you a bit of an okay. analog on there. Um, when you beat Kagutsuchi and you fight Lucifer, the moon phase changes permanently because it changes to dead. I mean, oh. you've 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 just killed the thing that provides the moon phase. So it makes sense. Oh, I see. So, so I always have those those little bits of fun. But that means now I'm in I'm in the sort of I'm in that sort of decision. I don't know what RPG to start playing next because now they've you know sort of finished that for and the finished Yakuza Like a Dragon and Mass Effect Legendary Edition is just staying on the the pre-recorded videos. I'm I'm tempted I've really, to. I've had a really on. strong desire to play Final Fantasy X recently. I've so mm. I don't know what it was. That's just I've I've been listening to a lot of the music lately. And I've just been like, man, I would really love to play that game again. Do you have Do you have access to remastered? Yeah, I've got the I've got the Steam version. Mm. I've, I've also I also bought the PlayStation Three version when that when that released, and I was like, oh man, PlayStation, we're gonna have a remake of Final Fantasy X for the tenth anniversary. I'm so excited. It actually came out like 12 or 13 years after the release, but we don't talk about that. But to, just to think that that <laughs> copy is almost a decade old now is a hot mm. fucking mess in my brain of like, where yeah. is the time? I wouldn't even mind. But I mean, so the best thing that I've had with the remastered version is the remastered music. The remastered score is fucking awesome. I would say I'm, I'm half and half on the music. I would say that like, my big, my my only big gripe is a lot of like the 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 horns and basses are really neutered in the remake, so mm. there's not a lot of prominent drum sounds, not a lot of prominent horns, not a lot of prominent like bassy notes. Whereas anything that has to do with like the higher range of notes sounds awesome. Mm. I'm okay with any of that. Um, like the standard boss music is where it probably is like most noticeable i don't know if the song itself has like a track title but like mm. you know what i mean like there's like a generic yeah. boss if it doesn't have a specialty special boss 
theme. That is the yeah, it was like the you yeah. So we we're talking about bosses that basically aren't Yevon and fucking Seymour. Yeah, and it's very noticeable just how like like almost like dainty and like kind of lame it sounds in the new version versus how mm. it sounds in the original, which is like boom, 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 you know. I guess. I mean, to be fair, my my first my you know the first encounter with sort of the updated music is the Zanakand or the Dream Zanakand spoilers, everyone. Um, sequence right at the beginning where you you know you sort of face the sin spawn for the first time and th- th- this game also you know this game is so wanting to be different from every other final fantasy that came before it to the point of even boss fights it's just like no it's not just the fact that you're going to be facing these enemies here once you've got through so much of the fight we're going to give you a trigger command that basically says oh after fighting you've just realized there's a fucking explosive truck to the right target that or yeah. the um the 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 the, the blitzball machina, <laughs> where it's just it like is one uh, of those things where I feel like I almost feel like a little lame in a way because I'm like because I know that the Fantasy Ten was kind of like a a, a turning point for the series in terms mm-hmm. of like people you know some people who played all the classic games got to Final Fantasy Ten and they're just like nah it's not really for me. Mm. Whereas a lot of people who started at Final Fantasy X, they 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 didn't they have a hard time going back to the older games. Yeah, well, yeah, because this and was I'm... the thing, really, wasn't it? That basically everything from one to nine was, you know, played more or less the same. Like like yeah. unique spins with every installment, but like the base uh, fighting system was the was, was the whole ATB thing, which is you know, yeah, yeah, the the semi real time combat system. Which they changed that for Final Fantasy X into a turn-based, which I think they kept for a little while, and now it's all just like an action RPG, Kingdom Hearts yeah. style. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. When you come to when you come to something like Fifteen, which was just like, oh no, no, this is like full action RPG, and you know you've got stuff. You know, it's like, all oh, right, your your allies have got an ATB gauge that you can just like bind to a button as you're fighting. I actually kind of like that sort of idea. And then they actually went back to that randomly for like one for the sequel. Uh, mm. They just they just did that. It's like let's do the other one again. Why yeah. not? Let's have, let's yeah, have less was, hurrah. Yeah, that was that was a thing. And then it's like, I mean, I guess the the weirdest one in terms of ATB would be Final Fantasy twelve. Um, that had the Gambit system, otherwise known as if you could code properly, the go out and let the game play by yourself while you go to the restaurant with your family feature oh boy because that was that was the whole thing it's like i don't know if you like how much did you, how much of 12 did you actually experience I, I, if if any i not really i i wouldn't say that i experienced 12 right so yeah so so the idea is that basically they had the gambit so it had it went back to atb for for that game but you could walk around and so this was sort of like the in between of your final fantasies not 10 and 15. So you could walk around the map and you would charge your ATB and then it would do a you know a function based on what you wanted it to do. But then it had the Gambit system. So you could turn on Gambit for a character and it would give them a specific set of instructions. Like, if health lower than 20%, cast Cure. 
Yeah. Or if you health lower than twenty percent. I'm gonna you keep explaining, I'm gonna I my food's ready, I'm gonna go grab it. Go grab your chat. food. So uh yeah, so well well done can see, I'll sort of explain that. Um well Duncan's grabbing his food, but you can still hear me. Yeah, so so they all had specific sets of instructions. That it was all if then statements, but so the further like through the character's job boards you unlocked, you could unlock more gambit slots. To the point that you could make a character self-sustainable and just let them fight on their own in a particular area. So it could get to the point that you could go into the middle of a farming area, turn on Gambit mode, and piss off out the rest of the night, and come back, and ideally, your character's gained a whole bunch of gill and items and a whole bunch of levels. Or, more realistically, if you've coded it wrong, you leave and you come back and you get game over because your party's wiped because you didn't trigger your gambits right. <laughs> but um yeah, so that's sort of what they what they did on that. And in fact there used to be there used to be a uh, an MMO called Grand Grand Espada. Where you could where you could do that, so you'd have a like you you created a family of characters, and they could just automatically craft and stuff like that. This was this was pre idle game to be honest, and uh, you know where 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 farming and not exactly botting was acceptable. Um, well, I, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, when would this would have been? I know Final Fantasy Twelve would have been like mid two thousand, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it was always always fun to fun to do that. But so I guess really re- yeah, the idol yeah. game wasn't really a thing back then, yeah. No, I guess realistically, what I'm actually looking at is um a game called Nobody Saves the World. Um, oh, hello, autofocus. Do you want to? Uh, there you go. Thank you. Um, yeah. What's it called? Um. Nobody saves the world. It's by the guys who made Guacamele, okay. but it's um, it's like a dungeon crawler RPG where your character is a literal nobody who has the ability to gain different forms, so they can actually be a somebody and fight stuff, and they. Persona. Show me your true form. Oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Let's think of it this way. You see, I'm trying to think with 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 Persona, the weirdest way of summoning personas and stuff like that. I mean, they never really showed the summoning of personas in five, did they? It's just a well, well, you ripped. Uh, yes, okay, fair enough. P three. <laughs> yeah. Well, yourself in the head. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's actually not bring. That's not bring that back up. Um. So yeah, so yeah. Speaking of the RPGs, you and Andrea, like I say, you've just done your first. Uh, your first better together live of Persona Five Royal. Yes, we have. We just got off that a couple hours ago. Yeah, and it was uh, it was fun. It was a little experiment, you know, something we can do on Tuesdays going forward. Something that something that would help you get closer toward that hundred plus hour playtime of the <laughs> the game. Yeah, no kidding. We're 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 meandering along. I'm doing my best. Um, I'm a better commentator than I am a player. 
Hey, always um, worse. Co-piloting streams is generally a decent, decent thing. I tell you, tell you this is, it it can be tough sometimes to 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 do a stream and just be talking and sort of just looking at the chat and hoping that you've got like a. I'm lonely. Um. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. Wow, Ryan, you sound sad. Um. But yeah, just sort of wanting the chat to bounce. Whereas if you've got someone there to you know, to bounce off midstream, and I think that's why sort of the play sessions definitely work. Especially, especially Garth Cart. I, I can't believe that Garth, you know, who would have thought that probably one of our most successful streams for interactivity would be a let's be honest, a Mario Kart knockoff. Ah, oh, come on, Crash Bandicoot card knock, knockoffs. Ah, oh, right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, CTR, yeah. That's that's fair, but uh, I think that sort of explains our streams that we've done. I'll try and find a, I'll try and find. I don't know the the clip that we've got of of you having some sort of. I don't know if the clip that I actually put out for the play session stream was you having your epiphany moment of. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, where you got a ring out in Mario Kart, I believe, was uh, what happened. Which Mario Kart and Garf Kart ring outs mm -hmm. or like getting just getting knocked off the map in that game was just a it was just a constant thing. I still I still love the fact that after a game that's like two three years old, um, uh, your car can get flipped up on its side against a wall and there'll be no collision detection to tell the game that you've flipped over on your side and therefore need a respawn. Yeah, but, you know, take a turn at slightly the wrong angle, and you might just freak the game out a little bit and cause yourself to reset to your last checkpoint. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, go go off a, go off a ramp at a 45-degree angle. You've crashed. No, I'm not. I'm still flying through the air. Then again, then again, then again, there was you starting every race from inside the ground mm. in the, in the sub-ocean, or close to the sub-ocean. So. Yeah, the camera would just, you know, if I was in like, like the middle of the pack, the camera would just be like, zoo, and just float through the floor. I'm like, what are you doing? Jesus, yeah, imagine, imagine, yeah, imagine Mario Kart wears, uh, Lakuku or what, what, what was it called? The, the floating one on the cloud, Lakitu. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just started inside the ground. Wouldn't wouldn't work wouldn't work out well. Let's 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 be fair. Uh, so is there anything that's just I'm just just while we're while we're in this random chat, is there anything that I brought up in in the news that would be interesting to talk? Well, I mean, I put out the one that from the Verge that just says NFTs are a scam. Says indie game store itch.io or itch.io. Let's be honest, it's itch.io. Oh, no, it's 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 itch. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. NFTs are a scam. To which we would go. Yes, thank you for agreeing with us, Itch. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that you know, NFT stands for no fucking thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so like, it's like I don't really understand like what the point of it is. It's like, as far as I can tell, it's just like it's like you just get credit for owning something that anyone can have an identical copy of by right click save. And it's just like, 
I mean, it's not like it's actionable. Like, what, are you going to sue somebody over own it because of the fact that you own an NFT and someone's reposting it? Like, good luck. There's not enough, there's not nearly enough legal infrastructure there for you to, yeah, <laughs> to even make that attempt. It's just like, so it's like yeah, the it's only, like... your only hope as far as like making money off an NFT is hoping that someone else is as dumb, if not dumber than you, so you could pawn it off of them for a profit. It's the whole monkey's paw thing, isn't it? Now I've got a cursed object. Someone else gets fucking cursed. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, what other stuff did we did we talk about, or did we see, or did I see that I thought that might have been interesting to talk about? That's how news works. Uh, Platinum Games, please don't. I like your games. I love Bayonetta, and I liked uh, Vanquish, and. Other platinum games, but um, the CEO of of Platinum Games, uh, what's his face? Oh, company co-founder Atushi Inaba has decided. Yeah, you know what? We don't want to make single, rich single-player experiences anymore. Um, we want to look at bigger live-serviced games. Don't 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 do that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. As in, is is as as the Avengers or as like Square Enix, Marvel's, you know, William Shakespeare's, Baz Luhrmann's Avengers, not taught you anything about bad live service games. Yeah, I don't know. It... Live services. I don't know. It's. I understand like the desire. To have games which are like, you know, they're plugged into a server and so they get access to up to date data and they can, you know, they can, you know, they can, they can patch games live. You know, I understand how these things are useful, but it's like they never end well, they never have an end of life plan, and that ongoing maintenance cost will eventually burn the game's budget out when the when income is overtaken by cost. Yeah. As the income goes down, costs either either stay the same or go up, you know, there's gonna be an intersection point where it's like, okay, we're no longer supporting this game because it's no longer financially viable. And that just wasn't like a thing before yeah. like a decade ago. Yeah, that's that's true. It's like yeah, it's cause it's it's basically what See the way that I just always sort of like the live service is is basically right. We want to be an MMO without it's it's state to everyone you're an M uh, an MMO without being an MMO. Or then you know that no, it's that meme, isn't it? Tell people that you're an idiot without telling people you're an idiot. Well, it's just like, and you can, and the, and the annoying thing is, you can have live service games that aren't even like multiplayer. You know, yeah. Like all it just means is it's connected to a, a server that's actively being maintained, which could, for baffling reasons, there are even single player games that do that now, and I don't mm. even just don't understand it. Yeah, we're shutting down our single. We're we're shutting down the single player game that you've just spent sixty plus on. Uh, bye. Yeah, and you know that goes back to the things we've been talking about since the podcast started yeah the whole idea of like you know games as a service 
being essentially a form of legal fraud. You know, yep. Without without change to laws that you know currently standing laws, it is technically illegal to do that. It's just that no one has figured out or realized that it's illegal. Mm. Um. Well, I can so I can say like, I can say that as a as an example, like one of um not this or not like the 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 last gone play session. Before we played Gang Beast last time, I I had an entire intent of us playing a play session of Super Fight, the the card game. Oh yeah, that was until like recently was still on Steam. In fact, it's still in a lot of our Steam libraries. Mm-hmm. Can't use it anymore because it was purely connected to online servers. So it's not like we could even just do a local game of Super Fight. Yeah, it, yeah and so it it's like, like you had Twitch integration, and therefore, if we're going to turn out the servers, then the reason for having it is Twitch integration. And we're going to get rid of it. It's like, no, basically, what people have done, you know, is you've spent 15, 15 bucks on well, just something that's a name in your Steam library now. Yeah, and and, and it's like, so it's like you buy this game. It's only operational for a limited period of time, and it's like you have so many options for making it, giving it sort of a, a, a an afterlife. Mm. You know, either have an option where you can ha- like host private servers, so that when the the publicly hosted servers go down, the game isn't completely dead. Yeah. Um, or you know, at the at, you know end of life, it's like, all right, well, here's the. Um, Here's the code. Here's what you need to create your own, you know, servers. Is like programmers go nuts. Have fun. If you really care, we're not supporting this game. We don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, obviously, the second option is like a, a lot more generous than than the first because it involves unleash, you know, releasing, um, what would you call it? Um, IP proprietary, proprietary. Yeah. You know, inf- you know, information which you know most companies wouldn't do, even if they weren't, even if they weren't actively profiting off of it. That you know, there's obviously that icky feeling of like maybe someone else could. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I wouldn't expect them to do that. But like, even just like, even just hosting private servers amongst friends or groups, you know, having that option or being able to play locally if it's a single player game, it's like there's no reason in the world why you would ever. Or you should ever not have that those one of those two features available for your online game. Mm. The yeah. only reason is just either laziness, greediness, because if you're just that afraid of somehow being exploited for your IP, or it's like just outright maliciousness, like I I actively want you to not <laughs> enjoy your game, which obviously is. I would like I would like to assume that that's the minority of cases, but you never know. Maybe people are just maybe there's just some spiteful devs out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's a it's a topic I've talked about a lot, and there's a way better made video about this topic. Go watch Ross uh, Cursed Scott's Farms. Games. Yeah, Ross Scott by Cursed Cursed Farm Games and Services Broad. Go watch it. It's a good hour of your time. Hmm. Yeah, it goes into the topic a lot more. Absolutely, um, and so yeah, so Inaba basically just turned around and said, they "Want games that can be enjoyed and loved for a longer period of time." Have you not heard of something called replay value? You know, 
Yeah, well, it's like, hey, you know what? I was, just, you know, what game I was just talking about playing a minute ago, Final yeah. Fantasy X. That game's twenty-one years old. Yeah, one. It is almost as old as I am, and I want to play it again. Yeah. And what's great about Final Fantasy X isn't just the fact that it's been re-released on a plat on a more modern platform that I'm more likely to use. It's the fact that even if I didn't have that, I could still play it because I still have backwards compatible playstations and i still have yeah, cords like a, and shit a, to play a, it on a, a disc <laughs> a disc it was like you know it's like this physical <laughs> media you know it's like it was like a downloadable game but in your hand it's you know it's, it's a crazy crazy thing so ah, speaking of downloadable games and stuff in your hand and and big mistakes act shocked duncan uh stadia is getting demoted Stadia, oh my Google, god! Google I like Stadia. I, I feel like this Stadia is like the thing that like I know nothing about except for all the like once a year times I hear about it where it's always bad news. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it's, it's like, it, I mean, Stadia. It it, it does it does Stadia just equal bad news in English? I I don't know. It's just like, but uh, yeah, Google shocker of all shockers have decided that something is not an instant success i mean granted they've tried at it for a year or so but um yeah decided it's not going to be the be all and end all of like human technology and so they're looking at sort of demoting it down the priority bill so it's not going to be a game streaming service but possibly a experience streaming service according to the kotaku article they're looking at trying to make deals with Peloton to make interactive or like playable experiences and online demos. It says Peloton, I guess at that point, the interactive experiences would be streaming, I don't know, a fucking road in the middle of the screen while they're on their bikes and, and shit. And hold on, don't Peloton already do this? Why would they need stay? Jesus Christ, even their alternative option is something that other companies have been doing for years beforehand more efficiently. I, I, I hope that game streaming, I hope that that is a concept that dies on arrival and is never addressed again. That that plays heavily into the whole, like... Games like, as a service uh, thing, doesn't it? Just... Thing, because basically, once you normalize like the game streaming as opposed to like like purchasing you know like the difference like the problem is right now when you buy a game it's a product you own mm -hmm. it it is yours yeah. in your library mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't have like an ongoing subscription fee attached to it like an mmo or something like that it is it, it is legally a product and you should even if you don't always have it this in practice you should have full control over this prat over this product yeah you know, to certain extents, like reverse engineering it to create your own copycat product and selling it on the market would be a is a no no would be a <laughs> breach of that type of arrangement. But within ninety nine percent of normal circumstances, you can do whatever you want with a product that you purchase. Yeah. But once you turn it in gaming into a streaming service, like you pay whatever money to gain access to games on a temporary basis or a rental basis. Once you have that as like the nor the norm for gaming, that's it. Games are no longer products. Their games are now a service, and you don't own any of them, and you can't do anything with them, and ever mm. again. Welcome to the biggest expense, uh, the most expensive rental service. You know. So yeah, I I hope that every gaming st game streaming service company concept 
just it implodes horrifically. Yeah, uh, violently if pre- if possible. I, I I actually wouldn't mind some dis- some actual destruction involved uh, on the in the in the in the act of implosion. I wonder, um, I wonder how. I wonder how. As long as someone gets hurt, I don't want anyone to get hurt. That's. I was about to say. I wonder bad. how much it would cost <clears throat> to get a stadia, just to sledgehammer it. <laughs> just, just like know. the like the stadia. It'd have to be a stadia pad, isn't it? Because just because it's all, it's all streamy and online. Let's have a look. Stadia. Let's have a look at shopping, for stadia. How much is is one of the ads? Chromecast. It's a Premier Edition controller and Chromecast Ultra is twenty-seven pounds. Fucking less than an Xbox controller. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. I'd keep the I'd keep the Chromecast because that's usable. Ah, <laughs> I, um. I could. Oh, be, oh, just imagine. Imagine doing that. Imagine setting up an immaterial gamers video for that. I mean, we did say we were supposed to be looking at uh, stuff that's not the Let's Play for the big videos, so, you know, maybe. It depends, depends. Uh, you know, win a, win a decent amount on a lottery or something, and I'd be more than happy to, I'll buy a new sledgehammer and buy a Stadia and just like, here we go. No context video as well, just, just the video starts up. I walk in, I put the Stadia control on a block of wood or something. And then smash court zooms in, and then suddenly sledgehammer, <laughs> and then I stare at the camera. There you go. Work. That'll work. Could work. Uh, Could work. And then there's right. just this. There's just this little news somewhere. I mean, it's not really something oh, yeah. we can very briefly touch on it. The, mm-hmm. the, the GTA GTA Let's Touch our briefs on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GTA Six has officially been announced, or announced as in development by Rockstar. Woo. I think that might be the biggest. I like, that, I like that. That's like the 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 sort of half in the bag type of news. Like, ah, whatever. It's this thing that actually might be one of the most surprising pieces of news to come out this year. It's like, wow, they're actually going to keep making video games. I mean, they could just, instead, instead of just, just building shortcuts into uh, yeah, instead oh. of just you know just. Legalize gambling in uh, in in GTA Five forever. Yeah, and um, also the occasional heist. Well, I mean, I mean, Doctor Dre doesn't pay for itself, does it? So you know, I don't really have. So that actually, that I'm gonna I'm gonna say that now. That has pissed me off, Royal. It's pissed me off, Royal. Oh boy. Th- there was okay. always supposed right. There was always the talk before GTA Online was the massive thing that it was. That after the main story of of GTA 5 that there was going to be single player D- uh, DLC involving Franklin and they didn't do the DLC they, they've actually brought the DLC out here's your Franklin themed DLC it's a heist with Dr. Dre in GTA Online and I'm like fuck you <laughs> fuck you all over the place it's like, oh yeah no one would have played it online oh, no one no one would have played the single player experience people come to GTA to join their friends in an online living world and like fuck off you are telling us that you want us to join with our friends in an online it, world with, you know and stuff like that didn't didn't GTA 5 release with like like 
ravenous, maddening reviews saying it's like one of the best video game stories ever. Like I've never even played the campaign, but like people were like went wild for that for this. Yeah, I mean, I mean the whole thing is yeah, the whole idea of. I think what got people going was the fact that there were three protagonists in this in a GTA game where you were generally one silent protagonist or Nico um, from you know GTA Four. Um, you know there was this this whole idea of this overarching story that inc- that you know intertwined three characters and brought them together to do this big you know mother of all heists and you know you could still do the open world thing but you could do it in you you could see. Los Santos in the perspective of three different people, wildly different sort of characters, and yeah, the the story was was fun, and you know, so for for some you know some fucking focus group somewhere that's decided now there's no money in single player gaming, and you know to then you know to to shit on their own story is you know it's a bit of a, a bit of a piss take. Especially as you know, as as a group of people, you know, who've who've just done, you know, who just finished a, a podcast in a, you know, a little mini podcast in regards to narrative in, in uninteractive medium. <laughs> and isn't Rockstar like? Wasn't Rockstar? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong about my video game history here, but isn't Rockstar a company that built a whole like established themselves as one of like the forerunners of the video game? Like developing world mm-hmm. primarily on the back of single player games. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, let's think of it this way: Do you really, do you really think we would have had a five if GTA Three fell flat on its fucking face? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it was, just it was, like, I mean, let's let's think of it this way: no it, was, it was a massive. Yeah, okay. it was a massive ambition to go from when they were still DMs, uh, DMA digital. You know the the top down perspective of GTA One, Two, and London, and to 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 bring you know to bring a city to life like that in the form of GTA Three, which you know I guess now has not aged well, but yeah, to 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 bring that in in a, in a, in a, in that in that sort of way, and then turn around and go, nah, single player doesn't sell. We know at the end of it. At the end like, of the day, it's, it's all like, microtransactions and bollocks, isn't it? But it's like, know, it's and, just... the, and the, yeah, and the thing of it is, is that it's like it's not that micro single player games don't sell. That's incorrect, and everyone who has ever said that knows that that is a bold faced lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What they're saying is that it doesn't sell as much. Mm-hmm. You can't make as much money with single player games as you can with multiplayer. What DLC was it? What was it? What was, it, what was the microtransactions? Terms? What was it? What was the one that pissed me off? What was it recurrent user spending? Oh yes, there you go. Uh, I feel like I remember we had like a whole meme of like coming up with alternate phrases of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's um. I can't remember any of them. Some of them were good. Um. I was, think um, I. I mean, that was back in the day. It was just you know not even doing vodcasts. It was. It was just our audio only stuff. That money back in the day, Jesus. Yeah, but it was um. What was I gonna say? I, I lost my train of thought here. But yeah, you were like um, saying the single yeah, player. Yeah, it's basically, thing. it's just like, it's like, that's and that's the th- and that's where Valve got off too, right? Because you know they're probably the most infamous example of the people who gave up on the single player games the moment they found out how, uh, how much money they could make off of the. Uh, I mean, obviously they had Steam, 
as just in general as a, as yeah. a money making machine but like even from like a first party standpoint once they came up once they had enough multiplayer games with hats and skins and microtransactions and you know yeah. subscriptions and things like that it's like there's like well i guess we're done we don't need to make games anymore mm. yeah which is a shame because you know half life we're never going to never going to get the conclusion to that one I guess, I guess, technically, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, and this is me being selfish, I get we, we did get a conclusion to Portal. Woo! Mm. It happened, but uh, yeah. Oh well. So, uh, I mean, the fact that they're actually doing it. Well, I mean, I actually, I keep my car, uh, cars close to my chest on that because you never know. They're just uh, GTA Six will be an online-only experience, and at that point, yeah, if they'll. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah, it'll be like what they did with the uh, the Franklin DLC. It's like they'll say, like, oh look, we're having a new single player game, and it's like it's an online only experience, and there's no campaign. It's like oh. to, to which point at the end of that, I will just go <laughs> again. And I've given I've given the middle finger quite a few times this podcast. <laughs> if you if you see this on video, uh, just uh, just assume every time I blow a raspberry, that's me giving a middle finger. <laughs> that's his middle finger sound effect. Yeah. Oh, oh, that that one, that was, was a wet, that was a wet one, right? Well, oh, uh, I, Ryan, I, I, you sound like you're trying to wrap up, but I feel like before we go, we have, I feel like there's a a, a a minor footnote to address, a minor oh, yes. article of business that you or me need to talk about on a more personal note. Um, by my personal, I mean we're gonna it's gonna be equally as public as the rest of this podcast. Yeah. Um, but it's no, it's, it's it's just no. more per, it's more tied to you and me directly mm-hmm. so there's this business about a little tv show web series that came out a while ago you may have heard of it's, it, it, it's not netflix massive it's not massive netflix hit arcane league of legends is it? yes i know that show one. arcane um it's come to my attention begrudging as it may be that i am increasingly alone in this world of uh uh, you know, of of uh, nays- naysayers to arcane. Um, I I'm I mean I'll say this I'm still standing by my point because I someone at work someone at my work explains like oh yeah I watched arcane uh yeah did, does anyone else watched arcane in here I need something I you know stood from the opposite side of the room and just shouted yeah yeah I had animations fucking gorgeous the soundtrack's delightful and the narrative is slightly a mess but um you do you. I don't you know. Okay. That, I mean, I mean, that's something that we discussed at the end of it. That I still, you know, turned around and said it was a great show ruined by a middling narrative. Yeah, it still I made think... it, in my opinion, a, a good show, not the best show. Yeah, I think I and 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 I think sooner or later I'm going to be forced to sort of face the music, as it were, in ter- in in terms of coming around to accepting that. Just any any personal grievances I have. Just, aside with the show mm. it is probably a better show than i gave it credit for initially um i i have a particular podcast in mind that i have to watch 11 hours uh, of content what? to get through 11 hours of 11 hours of from what you told me part one <laughs> for part one yes the first three episodes which is believes um, this is this is a podcast based of, from from what I the way that I see this that's got to have been like live streamed yeah because I, I saw something oh, yeah. about them mentioning super chats so they oh, yeah. spent no, half a day. Oh yeah, they do that all the time actually. 
their typical podcasts range between six to eleven hours. Um, whenever yeah. when they have anniversary specials or like 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 uh, centennial specials, they'll often do either like a twenty-four or forty-eight hour deal. So I mean, yeah, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I like seeing? My like seeing chat logos for about eight people there as well, so that's oh, that's yeah. four to four times the amount of people who want to talk compared to what we did. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's and I don't think they all all stay in there the whole time. They might some of the I know the main hosts do, mm. but yeah, they they occasionally swap in and out. But yeah, it's eleven hours for the first three episodes. Eat your heart out, naysayers who say our five hour videos were too long. Um, but yeah, I've got a lot of content to catch up on, a lot of second opinions to evaluate and to hear out, and who knows, guess, maybe by yeah, the that's... time I get through it, I'll be convinced that it was actually way better than I thought it was originally. Yeah, and then it'll soon be a serviceable show. Yeah, I'm hoping that they at least... I, I'm okay with, like, having, like, alternate takes on, th- on like, minor issues that I was, like, uh... Where I was like either like ah, maybe I was just being a little bit too nitpicky at that, and maybe it was actually better than I thought. I just hope that like, I there are a few things that I'm like I'm I'm pretty hard to move on. Like few, I you know I, I guess I might as well try to avoid spoilers as far as this goes. There's plenty of people who have yet to see it, and mm. you know lots of you know, and I don't want to ruin it for them. But you know, there are certain things in Arcane that I'm like. I'm pretty stuck on this being a problem unless it is brought to my attention that it's very specifically isn't a problem for these reasons. Mm. So if they don't address those or if they address them improperly, I'm I'm you know, I I'm still gonna be stuck on that issue nonetheless. But like mm. I say, I'm thirty five minutes into an eleven hour podcast. I have a lot to go. <laughs> well Oh, I guess I'll let you get to, to, to leaving that. What you've also made me bring up, because I thought I was thought we were going to bring up the other discussion. I made a mistake last week when I was hosting, well, when I was co-hosting with Terry on the podcast. I stated that we were going to be doing our Tuesday special on the 2nd of February 2022. As you realise, this is currently being recorded on the 8th of February 2022, and there was no Tuesday special. That's because Ryan fucked up. I meant to state that we're going to be doing Tuesday special on the 22nd of February 2022. And uh, uh, you did message about how the how that's going to work. Um, past the point of being it's going to be a five hour plus stream. The intent is to go from from time zone to time zone. Starting yeah. at 2.22 GMT to ending at 2.22 EST um, and with a bunch of immaterial gamers like either doing co-op stuff we're trying to basically exploit the theme of 2 um, throughout stuff and that's that's not to, you know, not to say there's only going to be 2 people doing it at any one time there's probably going to be co-pilots and, and, and stuff like that as we go but the idea is to just mm-hmm. sort of go through a few games you know, where either the theme of two exists or the number two or, you know, stuff. Just to, let's, let's be honest, it's, it's, it, this is this happens, this is happening, like, literally once in a generation. So, yeah, we'll just explain that. But um, we'll have a bit more information 
on the podcast closer to the time, uh, like next week possibly, and I'll start stating stuff in the dev chat for everyone at Immaterial Gamers. So, um, so everyone's all aware of that. And then with that, sorry, I just noticed there's, you know, there's a couple of users in the chat. I mean, really, I mean, why would why would someone have a chat name called Feet? Um, I'm sorry, I singled out just one member of the chat. Uh, but if they if they got a problem with that, they'll tell me and I'll stop. Um, right, we're going to wrap this up then. So thank you very much for listening and watching. And if you want to see more of this, give us a follow if you're watching us on Twitch. And you'll know when we stream again. Well, um, now that we've got like more regular shows going up, I'll get back to setting up the schedule so you can see when we stream. But we basically stream... Jesus, now this is coming up to like... Well, hold on. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday or Tuesday. You know, between five and six days a week now. And yeah. Um, well, yeah, we've got streams almost every day these days. And some days we got two things going on. Yes, yeah. today we did the um, we did the, we did the better together live, persona. and then we did, we're we're doing the podcast today as sort of our backup time slot. Yeah, I was talking about doing Pokemon tonight, but we'll see how I'm feeling. Yeah, see see how it goes. Don't don't burn out. Um, then so if I like do the weekend takeover of like RPN role playing not in my games, which I think yeah I think I've decided yeah um starting Thursday, uh, nobody saves the world will be the next RPG to play. And that's, it'll be a small one, that, because I think that's like 15 to 20 hours. So gives it gives something to happen while some other RPGs decide whether they want to be entering the brain space. I think I'm still saying with uh, Andrew, I'm tempted to just play through Persona 4 Golden or acquire Persona 3 Portable. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just go with that. And uh, play session happens every Friday at rotating times but uh, everyone will be now but yeah follow us and you'll know um, you could always help us out financially if you wanted not that we're begging but you know it helps improve the architecture and and stuff like that we're getting close to our mm. first threshold so uh, something in, I discussed with Martin in regards to get, uh, people getting a wish list of stuff that they could want to help improve streaming and stuff is uh, on the plan I'll add it in our minutes and then um, yeah we also have a YouTube and social media which is all on the Twitch page but you can all, you can find us at Immaterial Gamer on Twitter at Immaterial Gamers on Instagram facebook.com slash Immaterial Gamers and YouTube just search for Immaterial Gamers um, and you'll, you'll find us that way because we don't have a channel URL so Suck it, YouTube. Please give us a channel URL. Uh, hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, we're going to get off because uh, it's time to. So, from me, Ryan, and from Duncan. Duncan. That's me. He salutes. And, yeah. We're, 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 we're ready now. Yeah. Peace. Right, see you next week. Where's that outro music? Here it is.